Welcome, boils and ghouls, to Handle Whisker, a horror podcast brought to you by Tumbly Drunk and Vashti. Be sure to stay connected with us via social media over on Twitter at Handle Whisker. You can email the show at handlewhiskerpod at gmail.com and find more information available on our website at www.handlewhiskerpod.com. So I know it's been a little bit of time since uh, our last recording, but, you know, we are back for episode 10 here. So let me quickly introduce you to my co-host, my partner in crime and all things shenanigans, Vashti Vash. You know, it's been almost a month at this point since we've actually sat down and really discussed everything kind of like going on uh, in the horror realm. But, you know, we've had a fairly hectic week following our uh oral fixation double feature of reanimator yeah. and brain damage this past tuesday for twisted tuesday i've actually had like a bonus viewing party later in the week because we had bill and ted uh face the music coming out on friday so we sat down and watched that with jess uh for you know the third film of that franchise uh which was entertaining in itself but you know we, it's not too often that we actually get to sit down on one of our like off stream nights to uh to view something outside of our normal uh genre yeah it was actually really nice to do that um on a friday to you know have that fun time to and bill and ted i thought it was a, i thought it was a really good movie i thought it was funny i thought it was cute i thought it you know had all of the elements that it needed for for that movie and it was really nice to see that and 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 what had the viewing party with you guys on friday yeah well, it was interesting watching that because i actually got to use some of my music history but then like it got so far back and i was like all right like I, th we're beyond this realm of possibility that i'm actually going to know who this person is Oh, even with me, like it got to a certain point where I was like, okay, I do not know who that person is. <laughs> I was, but it was really nice to see, you know, all of the different genres of, of music and how far they went back when they were time traveling and stuff like that. Um, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they went, they went way, way back. But, uh, you know, that is available <laughs> to rent uh, via, it's one of like the premium vods and it's like 19.99 i do know bill and ted did get a limited theatrical run uh i know the theaters out by me did not get him but i i think they were only on like a thousand screens when i when i last checked so i don't know what the plan is in regards to uh expanding uh these limited titles because like i i'm still holding out hope that my theater will get trained to busan peninsula because that came out a couple of weeks ago, but that's only been playing downtown. And I've not bit the bullet to uh, to make that drive in order to go see it. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get it at mine so I don't have to wait until it drops on Shudder next year. Because that's just that's so far down the road. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think um, we will have it here in my area because all of our theaters are still closed. The only thing that's open is the drive-in. So unless it comes to the drive-in, um, then you'll have to order it. Um, any of these movies um, that are supposed to be coming out um, in theaters here in the Bay Area, you'll have to watch them um, if, they have, if they have them available for streaming to rent or buy. 
Yeah, it's definitely been a a slow process here as of late because, you know, while things are kind of like different in our locations, uh, like theater wise, I know out mm-hmm. here, uh, like major, uh, you know, theater trains like AMC have been doing like staggering releases when it comes to reopening their theaters. So I know that kind of started when Unhinged uh, hit theaters. That is that new Russell Crowe, the thriller that was released via Solstice Studios. Uh, and uh, yeah. that kind of opens into, I want to say it like it was necessarily a wide release. It was kind of like in between at 1800 locations. And it's been doing, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge like the box office numbers knowing that, you know, theaters are at a limited capacity. Not all of them are open. And you're also missing two of the biggest markets out there in the state side anyway, with, you know, like L.A. and New York both still not being open in this case. Yeah. Because uh, I know like when it Unhinged initially opened, I, I think theaters, even the ones that were open, were only at like 30 percent capacity this past week uh, or, you know, this week. And it was at 40 percent. And, you know, they're slowly ramping it up here. Uh, but, you know, I, I did get to see that one in theaters. That was the first movie I saw back in theaters. And, of course, uh, you know, they AMC, like, played, like, you know, the welcome back to the movies. And, of course, the people that were in there were all clapping because I'm sure the the f- people that were first in there right after the reopening were all, like, the diehards in this case. Uh, but I, w- I will say Unhinged really caught me by surprise. I... Went into that movie knowing absolutely nothing about it outside of the fact that it had Russell Crowe in it. And I and I knew like it was dealing with like road rage. And that's all I knew. So I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I still haven't seen it. I, I oh. will say the movie has a lot of slasher elements when it comes to the way that it plays out. And just like the the mentality that his character has, because he is the killer in that movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's been doing fairly well, all things considered, with uh, the current situation here. I I think it's up to at this point, if I include like the estimates for this weekend, I think I think it's made like eight eight point eight million, and this is its third weekend here. Uh, so far, but you know we're we're starting to see more movies coming out into the theaters because uh, you know this weekend we had the new mutants. Finally, after you know two years of being shelved, uh, getting a release in theaters, and uh, that was that was a rough one. I'll be honest; I did not set my expectations too high because anytime a studio kind of like pulls the plug on something. And leaves it out there for a while. That's never a good sign. And of course, you know, very similar to Dark Phoenix, this one had a lot of reshoots. Uh, but, you know, I'll say it by my Tales of New Butins for another time. But, you know, we're starting to see more and more things getting released into theaters. And, uh, you know, this next week we got the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, uh, releasing. So I, I cannot wait to analyze that one for like eight months until I figure out that it is completely a non-ending, just like most Nolan movies, because it's open to interpretation. <laughs> uh, but, you know, let's let's talk about stuff that is currently in production. So, 
We know that Legendary is doing a reboot for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, and one it's, of my favorites. It's already off to a little bit of a rough start here, Vosh, unfortunately. I know. As the director team of Andy and Ryan Tohill had parted ways with the project. Of course, you know, like most departures, this stems from creative differences between uh, them as well as the studio. So they basically went out and they scrapped all of the footage that they had shot so far. Uh, you know, granted, it was only like a week's worth of production. So who who knows to like what extent that actually is. Uh, yeah. But they did bring on a new director for the feature. Uh, someone I'm not familiar with. Uh, at, at all, so, like, I, I can't really gauge too much on this, but uh, the new director is David Blue Garcia. But what I what I thought was interesting about this is just knowing that, you know, yes, this is technically a reboot, but they're kind of going that uh, Halloween approach where this one is a direct sequel to Toby Hooper's 1974 original film, and then it ignores the franchise's sequels that it came before. It ignores, you know, the last reboot that they did. You know, whether it's Jessica Biel one, you know, it ignores the Alexandra Daddario one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least in this case, you know, they, they kind of fall into the trap, just like Halloween did, where, you know, it's technically the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> in in the order of the movies, but they're probably going to call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just yes. like they did with Halloween. Yes, which was technically Halloween too. And we're like, huh? That was the third movie actually named Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're like, can you can you guys get get this? You know, just get it better. Just make it a little bit better. It's like, how do you even come up with that? Like, we're going to do this, but it's going to be this. And I'm like, okay, you need to stop. It's like they're bored or something. But anyway, or have no, they have a lack of an an imagination. Dude. Yeah, but it's probably going to take forever for this movie to come out. So I'm not going to have any high hopes for it right away and right now, even though this is one of my favorite franchises ever. Um, and, and just movies, uh, period. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna have high hopes, not right now. Well, what what did you think of the prequel that they recently did? Because uh, I know I know we watched that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like recently, so to speak, yeah. but it was a prequel, and uh, you know, it was named Leatherface, so they didn't kind of like yeah. actually have TCM in the name in at all. Yeah, I actually when we watched it, I really liked that one. So I, I guess in this case, Did you like it? Yeah, I, th- I thought that one was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, it, it was. I, I think part of its charm was just the fact that it didn't play out to kind of like the stereotypical TCM formula because they yeah. took it away from you know the farm area or you know the butcher. In this case, yeah, it was more in like the uh, insane asylum, and then you had the whole like breakout part of the movie as well. Uh, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, if we're talking about, like, creative differences, it could be, like, really any a number of things. Like, maybe the studio just didn't like what they uh, saw out of, like, 
you know, the product that they were given after that one week. Maybe the directors wanted to have it like over the top gore and the studio didn't want it to be that way. You know, we'll never know in this case, but I, I, I'll, I'm cautiously optimistic whenever it comes to these direct sequels to these classics. You know, just because the last Halloween movie did really well doesn't necessarily mean that it is going to be able to translate to some of these other franchises out there. Exactly. But, you know, in hindsight, though, it also does open up more opportunities to see them expand the story uh, in some of these other franchises as well. So it's just like, it's a two-edged sword, you know? In some cases, it might work out, but you never know. Um, I I just hope, you know, they don't try to humanize Leatherface like they did with the Daddario 3D TCM. Yeah, Cause that, they better that was, not. That definitely felt like a big no-no when I watched it. And, you know, as as much as I like aspects of that movie, they completely lost me at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope they don't do that. But, I'm again, I, I'm not going to have any high hopes for it. And it's going to be a really long time before it comes out anyway. So we'll just keep you guys posted. Well, production. yeah, well, you know, I, I kind of like segue because like this kind of also falls into the whole like name and confusion when it comes to franchises. Uh, so, you know, looking at upcoming releases and by upcoming, I mean, you know, a couple years down the road. Blumhouse yeah. announced they are developing another paranormal activity. Uh, this will be the seventh entry in this franchise. It does not have a running title as of yet, but it is set to hit theaters on March 4th, 2022. Now, not too much is known about this. We do know that Christopher Landon is going to return to the franchise to uh, help develop this next installment. He's not writing and he's not directing. They're going to be handing the reins over to probably like uh, a directorial debut uh, in this case. But, you know, speaking of uh, wonky things with horror tropes when it comes to film naming or just chronological, uh, you know, titles. You know, you you look back and, you know, just how how they named the Paranormal Activity movies. And they also fell into the trap of putting the word final into one of the installments and you know like we've seen this happen before if you have the name final in your sequel it is not the final movie ever like that just doesn't happen and here we are again (laughs) this time with paranormal activity uh but you know like i it's interesting to to see them coming back to this one primarily because we have kind of seen during the pandemic, a little bit of a resurgence of these found footage movies. And a lot of that probably just stems from the fact uh, that Host has been uh, pretty highly acclaimed here uh, for, you know, being like a a, a horror movie completely filmed over Zoom and, you know, Shudder acquired it. It's gotten a ton of great word of mouth. Uh, And, you know, they have a ton of projects in the works. So, you know, maybe that might have something to do with it. 
But paranormal activity has always been interesting in the case that, you know, when you look back, this was a movie that was shot for basically nothing. You know, it kind of like hit the the festival scene, blew up. You know, it got a limited release after that. was making mm-hmm. a ton of money. You know, it kind of like sparked all of like the heart rate monitor marketing campaigns that they were doing. Scared the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I'll always like about Paranormal Activity is the fact that the setup is so basic, but it works so well because they're constantly queuing in audio. So, you know, something is going to be happening and it just slowly ramps up until that moment. And then more times than not, they still end up getting you. And that's always something that I really have appreciated about it. And sure, like, I know some of the sequels have been kind of, like, all over the place. And then they kind of, like, opened things up to, like, other dimensions, which was a an interesting idea. But I, I felt like it was more of a flawed execution in the way that they did it. But I, I appreciate the attempt to kind of, like, stray from the norm. Uh, just to, like, kind of, like, change up the formula that they had been going with so far. Because you don't want to get to the point where, you know, you're five, six movies in or whatever. And you're just kind of seen as uh, being one note. So, I, I I don't know if this is going to be, you know, just, like, a follow-up to the Ghost Dimension. Or if they're going to, like, bring it back. Uh, but, you know, this is a franchise that is kind of, like come full circle when you're talking about the actual story because uh for for those that didn't see the last one i don't honestly i can't even remember if it was the last one but i remember one of the recent ones it kind of like went back to the first film and they kind of like intersected kind of like similar to what they had done with uh Mm -hmm. final destination actually did that as well yes so I, i i don't know where they go from here I don't know either. All I do know is it's probably going to be shot for little money. And it's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, we'll probably be back at square one where they're going to be looking to turn these out on a yearly basis. Like uh, when the first one hit. And that's the thing about horror, man. You know, you, you make them for very cheap and they turn a quick profit. And that's why we have yeah. so many movies out there. <laughs> yes. All right. So, other updates coming in 2022. We got the announcement from Paramount Pictures that Scream 5 is hidden in January of 2022 on uh, January 14th. Okay. So, you know, we've been kind of like updating this in increments here anytime there's a Scream 5 update. So, just to refresh everyone's minds, uh, this is. From the team uh, Radio Silence, resurrecting this franchise uh, for Spyglass Media Group. And it has the Ready or Not directors attached to it. That, of course, being Matt Bettinelli Open as well as Tyler uh, Gillette. So, what we know so far, as we mentioned, David Arquette confirmed. Courtney Cox confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. They've... They've talked to Nev Campbell, and she seems like she's going to be on board, but not actually confirmed as of yet. And of course, you know, you got some new blood in Jenna Ortega, as well as Melissa Barrera. 
Now, I know a lot of people are like, okay, like, you know, this is the team behind Ready or Not. Are they gonna get Samaro Weaven? Doesn't look like it. Uh, looks like there is some scheduling conflicts on that side, but, you know... I would never say never in this case. <laughs> uh, you know, you just, you, you never know. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you know, when you, when you kind of like look back at some of the things that have happened in this franchise, I, I think there's, there's one thing in particular that happened in the last movie that people are still going back at and going, guys, I cannot believe you made this mistake twice. And that is by killing one of the fan favorites of the franchise. Oh, yeah. Because it happened to Randy, and mm-hmm. they made the same mistake with Kirby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So everyone out there is just like, you know, we, we need justice for Kirby. Like, bring Kirby back for this installment. Yes. I agree. <sighs> they need to do it. Excuse me. But who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get some error weaving in in that one. Uh, and you know, just just to make mention of this as well, because this is also some era based. They did release the trailer for the sequel, uh, the Babysitter, Killer Queen. Oh. Samara Weaven is not in that one either. <laughs> oh. So, it, it literally has, like, the rest of that group that were, you know, quote, you know, axed in the, uh, in the, in the first one. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what to expect from that one just because so much of that first movie was kind of built off of that relationship between Samara as well as, you know, who she was babysitting. So, I, you know, if you don't have that charm, I don't know what's really to bring people back for the sequel, but you never know. Yep. But, you know, other Netflix projects coming up. Uh, and, you know, I am very anxious for this one. We actually have a live Same. action series based on Capcom's Resident Evil franchise that will be coming to Netflix. All right, so here's what we know so far, Bosh. The series has a new story uh, that is set across two different timelines. You have the first that follows the daughters of the series antagonist, that being Albert Wesker. Uh, So that's going to take place in the present as well as the future. So, you know, you'll kind of like get that relationship between the sisters Jade and Billy Wesker as they are moving to New Raccoon City. Uh, so, you know, it, it's really about, like, just trying to figure out the, uh, the dark secrets that are being concealed within this town, uh, that, you know, kind of, like, put the entire world in jeopardy, <laughs> uh, and I know, like, the second timeline, you know, brings us into the future, uh, I think it's, like, at least 10 years into the future, where you only have, like, 15 million people left on Earth, you know, the T-virus has already infected, like, 6 billion people and animals across the globe. And you have Jade, who is just struggling to survive in this new world. Uh, mm-hmm. While all of those secrets about her family, you know, whether it's her father, her sister, even herself, you know, just continue to haunt her. So, we have 
in eight episode order by Netflix here. And they are going to be hour long episodes. And we do know that uh, Bronwyn Hughes, uh, who is currently part of The Walking Dead, is set yes. to direct the first two episodes. I'm excited about that. So, okay, so this is very intriguing to me, primarily because when I look back at how they franchised the series as a movie. Mm-hmm. I, it definitely got to the point, I mean, I even felt like this during the first movie. That entire series just plays out like, okay, you have a female lead in an action movie mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the source material. Or very little. <laughs> so just yes. like, let's put this beautiful woman and these, you know, tight clothes, you know, she's guns blazing everywhere. And we're just going to dirty her up throughout throughout this film. That's basically I, what I, that series is. It's it's really no different than what they did with uh, Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. Like, yeah, I, it's, it's like the same type of setup. And, you know, those two correlate so well with one another. Uh-huh. But it's just the fact that there is a huge discrepancy when it comes to the storyline when you're familiar with the games and what we actually got to see on screen. Sure, you had some of the same characters appearing uh, in the movie. But that, that was about it, you know? Yeah. And, so I, I'm really hoping that this one is going to feel more in line with what we were actually getting in the video game series. Like, I yeah. want that horror element rather than, okay, we're just going to throw a ton of CGI monsters yeah. on screen. And then, you know, we'll just have Mia Jokovic just go into town on all of them. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be more like the, the um, video game as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed for that. But yeah, eight eight hour long episodes should be more than enough time to flesh out a story there. So I yeah. am excited to see that. Yep. But uh, no, no idea when that's coming out. It looks like they were just uh, finishing the script. Yeah. But I don't that's know. I don't know if that was for the actual series or if that was just for like the pilot. <laughs> I was, yeah. I'm assuming it was for the pilot. Like if. If I'm being honest, like, mm-hmm. so it could be a while on that front. Uh, so outside of that, you know, there there has been a couple of hints from John Carpenter that uh, there there might be a new theme in the works. So he he was kind of hinted at this during a master class that he was doing at the Fantasia uh, Film Festival. And, you know, mm-hmm. he was on there with Jason uh, Bloom and, you know, they were, they were talking about how, like, they were working on the thing and, you know, he might be involved with that. And we've, we've kind of known for a while now that there's a film adaptation of Frozen Hell that is currently in the works, which is uh, basically like an expanded version of John Campbell Jr.'s novella, Who Goes There, which uh, actually serves as the basis for the thing. Mm-hmm. So, this is kind of a, this is kind of a weird one because I, I don't know if I should read this as okay. This has to be what you know John Carpenter is talking about, 
And if it is, like, is this actually going to be a, a remake? Is it going to be a reboot? Like, we don't have enough information out there, but, you know, you look back and, you know, when The Thing came out, The Thing was panned. But this is Carpenter's, like, m like the piece that he is most proud of through throughout his, uh, you know, filmography, in this case. And at this point, it's just put on a pedestal for a lot of horror fans out there. And I know a lot of people who, you know, were not on board with the remake the last time they did it. And, and a lot of people that saw it didn't like it. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I really hope this isn't a situation where... We're kind of like falling back into that same trap. But I, I feel like if Carpenter is going to be involved really in any sort of fashion here, I feel like that's going to like maybe lift some of, uh, you know, the bad juju that is going to be kind of like revolving around this project just because it will leave a sour taste in people's mouth after how much they had disliked the last approach that they took. You know, especially when... You know, you factor in how much CGI was kind of thrown into the last one. And it was not good CGI. It was like... I, I'm not going to say that it was unfinished, but it definitely felt more like made-for-TV movie CGI, where it just came off as very hokey. Yes. It did. That's really all I can say about that. So we'll see. Yeah. But if they are going to do it, practical effects. That's yeah, That's the please. way to go. Got to do it. I know it's going to be a tall task to even, like, match anything in the original, but... <laughs> the fans will greatly appreciate it a lot more than what we got in the last iteration. Yep. Alright, so I, I know we're, like, at the end of August already. Like, I don't know how the hell that happened. Uh, but, you know, September is, uh... What? It's like a day away, maybe two. Yeah, today's the 30th, so yeah, a couple of okay. days away. Uh, so we got a new lineup for Shudder that was announced, and I, I will say there's a lot of stuff happening on Shudder in these next two months. Because uh, they've decided that, you know, you know what? 31 days of Halloween just doesn't cut it, you know, like not enough time. So they're like, you know what? We're going to double that. Almost. Because <laughs> we got 61 days of Halloween uh, these next two months. So it's a two-month celebration. And there's a lot of stuff happening here uh, between September and October. So I'm not going to say, like, the release dates for a lot of these things. But over the next two months on Shudder, you can expect to see weekly original movie premieres. We have a Halloween special coming for The Last Drive-In. You have a Chiller's collection uh, that is a, a bunch of, like, Vincent Price movies. You have the return of the Ghoul Log, which is, uh, you know, the, the pumpkin. Kind of like the Yule Log, but for Halloween. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, you yeah. have the return of Halloween Hotline, as well as uh, daily recommendations from the Shudder curator, Sam uh, Zimmerman. So, a lot of stuff to kind of unpack here. So, looking at September, 
Uh, we have, looks like, three new originals or exclusives. You have Color Out of Space, Spiral, not to be confused with the Saw movie. This is another movie called Spiral. Uh, as well as Veronica. Uh, for TV series, we have Season 2 of Nosferatu, debuting on September 10th. And, uh, you know, actually, a, a few vampire entries here uh, for the month of September. You have Bram Stoker's Dracula. I love that movie. Countess Dracula. Mm -hmm. and, and the vampire lovers. And, you know, let's not forget, uh, this past week they released The Shed. So, like, if you want another vampire movie to watch, there's also that. Uh, but you can watch that with us on Tuesday. Spoilers. Uh, so outside of that, a lot of good stuff here. You have Victor Crowley, a.k.a. Hatchet 4, uh, coming out in September. They actually aired this or premiered it during uh, the Summer Sleepover special they did for uh, The Last Drive-In a couple of weeks ago. So that was that was a fun one. Uh, definitely has one of the more notorious kills uh, in, in that particular one, especially for that franchise, but always always a good time whenever you're watching anything made by Adam Green. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm really excited to go back and watch Holliston, because that's also coming to Shudder in September for seasons one and two, uh, both of which are from Adam Green, so that should be a good time. Uh, outside of that, we have Fade to Black, Southbound, Door into Darkness, Starfish, and uh, Rabbit. I, I don't I don't know too much about these. Uh, Southbound is uh, anthology based. Fate to Black I've heard a little bit about, but I've never actually seen that one. So I'm kind of surprised that they're actually getting this because it's been very hard to actually find. Uh, but you know, for the most part, like I, I I'd like to see that they're continuing to, you know, after they have like a major release as like an exclusive, they're actually going out and kind of like expanding in that subgenre. So it's really cool to see them bringing in more vampire movies after that was like yeah. one of their major highlights. And it's like a quick turnaround too, since, you know, that one literally had just come out on the streaming service and these are dropping fairly early in September as well. So really good opportunity to kind of just like pull some things together for like your viewing parties out there. Yes, I'm going. To, I'm looking forward to watching uh, some of these vampire movies because I really love vampire movies. Um, so I'm going to delve into them since we're still kind of on lockdown, not going anywhere. Watch movies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of movies on Shutter, uh, I had sat down and watched one of their other newer entries here this past week. Uh, which I want to say was one of the independent movies, uh, oh, okay. which is Random Acts of Violence, which I, I think you'll actually really like this one. Uh, it is a slasher movie, mm -hmm. and, and, and you'll you'll know why I'm mentioning this. Uh, so okay, here's the synopsis for it: when a when comic book creator Todd Walkley embarks on a road trip to a convention, people are starting to get killed. Uh, and it soon becomes clear that this crazed fan is using Todd's Slasher Man comic as inspiration for the brutal murders. Uh, so what's, what's interesting about this one, Vosh, is 
this comic that this uh, creator makes is actually based on like a 90s slasher like that existed in like this universe and uh you know it's kind of like poking at like those past sort of traumas but then it's also inspiring people out there to actually go out and commit some of these things that they're seeing in the comics so it's very kind of like meta and it's actually taken from like this created uh history and playing oh. out in a similar fashion, which is which I thought was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Nice. But it's it's only like 80, 80 minutes or something like that. It's it's a very short movie for uh even by slasher standards, to be honest, because most slashers are like ninety minutes in this case, but uh a really good standout. And uh so some pretty wicked imagery in that movie too. Uh, that's basically just taken directly from the comic pages onto the screen, which is uh, pretty cool there. Nice. So uh, we'll actually be watching that one probably pretty soon, I would imagine. Yes. Since we're kind of getting into a kick of trying to bring in some of these newer titles to watch on Twisted Tuesday. Uh, and that's actually what we're going to be doing this Tuesday, so... Looking ahead on September 1st, uh, we'll be looking at two of the new horror offerings out there. Uh, so we'll be watching the aforementioned vampire flick on Shudder, The Shed. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, you can probably guess where the vampire lives based off of the movie title. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after that, we are going to be watching the new punk rock horror, uh, Uncle Peckerhead, which I... Based off of trailers, also kind of like a creature flick as well. So I, I you know, I, I don't know what to expect for that movie, but I just want to listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> Same. So. Yeah, I want to listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> so again, guys, every Tuesday, uh, we've been airing a double feature on cast. Uh, you know, we did have a bit.ly link that you guys can use if... Uh, if that's easy for you guys to find it, and it's at bit.ly slash twisted twos. Uh, and that usually starts around 7.30 p.m. PT. Uh, and, you know, depending on, like, how long the movies are, you know, it could be anywhere from uh, three and a half to maybe four and a half hours. You know, depending on the kind of movie, too, because some of them do tend to be short, some tend to be longer. It all depends on if it is... Uh, a slasher or if it's like Asian horror because like that's like the two extremes where one's really short one's really long yes uh, but both of those are on the shorter side so definitely try to be there on time so uh, you don't miss the start of that one because both of those should be pretty good yes they should um, and just to let you guys know please be sure to head over to iTunes and write us a review uh, we're always looking for new ways to improve the show, to make for a better listening experience for you. If you have any segment ideas, please um, send them to us there and we will add them uh, to the podcast. Um, please reach out to us. Feel free. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And again, if you guys are looking to reach out to us, you can do so a couple of different ways. You can email the show at handlewhiskerpod at gmail.com. You can find more information on our website, uh, which will have the updated Twisted Tuesday lineup for September. 
more than likely tomorrow, or by the time you're listening to this episode, it might already be up. Uh, that would be at www.handlewithscarepod.com. You can join us on Discord at bit.ly slash hwsdiscord. Then tweet at us over on Twitter at handlewithscare. As for myself, Tumbly Drunk, you can find me on Twitter at Tumbly Drunk. And Vash, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter as well. Um, my handle is Vashtelia B. All right, sounds good. So, uh, you know, be sure to, uh, you know, add more things to your watch list. There's a lot of good stuff coming out in September. A lot of great stuff coming on to, uh, you know, even other services. Like we got the Boys Season 2 debuting on Friday on Amazon Prime. I know you and I are greatly looking forward to that. See yes, what sort of carnage candy is going to ensue. Because that series, Vosh, is an absolute... Like, <laughs> it's, like, all over the place. Like, blood and guts it really everywhere. Is. It's fantastic. And, you know, it's very unconventional for superhero uh, tropes. So definitely go check that out if you guys haven't. Uh, I, I can promise you, it is very entertaining. And there's more than enough gore to please the uh, the horror fans out there. Yes, there is. But for now, guys, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. This has been episode number 10. I've been your host, Totally Drunk, joined, as always, by my co-host, Avashti. And we hope to see you guys on Tuesday for our Bye, next double feature. Have a good night. Good night, y'all.